Welcome beyond our focus. I'm Stefan. This is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver for a day of the week of the <laughs> month of for January twenty first. Yes, is my assumption. The yes. seven days after the fourteenth, so we're yeah. gonna go with it. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's the twenty first. It is. We the don't 21st, know because eighteenth is Friday. We're guessing. Friday she is eighteenth. She doesn't know. Yes, I do. Uh, Can you count? <laughs> this is Let's Palaver about the drawing of the three, a dark tower book. Technically book two. And this is part three, chapter three, called Roland Takes His Medicine. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but it technically doesn't. He does. He does. <laughs> I know he doesn't, but still. What a weird title for this one. So spoilers for the whole chapter. He doesn't take his medicine in this chapter. He doesn't. Which, I mean, if generally, if you're reading this, you probably should have read the chapter by now. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just letting us spoil a book for you. But I guess if that's what there's, you want. There's some people. There's that's some that's people. fine, too. But, yeah. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. does not he take doesn't. his medicine. He acquires I, it, yes, but he does not take any. Wait. He takes his medicine. I, I guess <laughs> that's... That's a way to interpret it, yes. He does physically take it. He doesn't take it, but he takes it from somewhere, yes. I guess we could go with that route, sure. At least makes it sound halfway right. I'm making shit up. It's probably what... Roland maybe gets his medicine? Roland... Acquires his medicine. (laughs) We'll just change the chapter. (laughs) Roland steals his medicine? He does do that. He very much does do that. Okay, so we just open up with Now Jack Mort knew the gunslinger was here. Oh, yeah! Oh, shit. Does he ever... Because <laughs> uh, Roland has taken full control of Mort's body. Oh, yeah. And completely does not care anything about Mort. No. It literally says, like, if it was Eddie or Odetta or anybody like them, he would try to talk. He talk. would try to have held palaver with him. If only to ease the natural panic and confusion at suddenly finding oneself shoved rudely into the passenger seat of the body one's brain had driven his whole life. But because Jack Mort was a monster, worse than Detta Walker, that's hard to believe to itself, (laughs) ever had been or could be, he made no effort to explain or speak at all. He could hear the man's clamoring, Who are you? What's happening to me? But disregarded them. The gunslinger concentrated on his short list of necessities, using the man's mind with no com- compunction. Sure, at all. The clamor became screams of terror. The gunslinger went right on disregarding them. Yep. So pretty much in the back of the mind, the guy is freaking out. Oh. He is freaking out. Like, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? Wait, what am I? Who are? What? What is going on? He is screaming, and Roland just like, I don't give a fuck. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> According to him, once again, Jack Mort is horrible. Yes, and technically, I would agree with him that he is worse than Detta, be only for the pure fact that I don't. What think Detta hasn't killed anybody? Is that Detta does not kill people for pleasure. She will kill someone, kill someone, or at least get back at someone who has done her wrong, or if she thinks they've done her wrong. And but Jack literally kills people to get off. 
Yes, so. yes, he enjoys it. But it's just like worse than Dana Walker could ever be. Mm. Mm, I could see <laughs> Dana Walker escalating, but yeah, Jack is the monster period. Yes. He's not a good guy. No. So pretty much he is using, the only thing he is using Mort for is a vehicle. <laughs> a vehicle and an encyclopedia. Yes, it is, as a Mortopedia, I think he calls as, him. It's a it, Mortopedia. For some reason they left the C at the end. Yeah, I don't know why it's yes. weird. but So it's Mortopedia. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which he accesses very regularly throughout here. But I liked the very end of this section. Well, yeah, this end of this section. Because it says... Uh, when it came to planning, there were no creatures in the universe more different than Roland and Jack Mort. When you planned rough, you allowed room for improvisation. And improvisation at short notice had always been one of Roland's strong points. Yes. It's a basic plan, but no matter what happens, he's going to improvise it. Oh, yeah. And he's fast at it, too. Oh, yeah. So, pretty much, they... Roland is driving Mort's, Mort's body around. What I find interesting <laughs> about this is that, yes, he has control of of Mort's body. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing the things he can do in Mort's body that I wouldn't think he, you would be able to do in Mort's body. Because still, Mort's yeah. body, it doesn't have the same functions and abilities that him himself has. But he makes Mort's bodies do things that probably shouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about it, it's like he's using this body. He's literally using 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 this vehicle. Um, but I'm pretty sure if he were to just leave it right now, Jack would be pretty damn sore and not know what I, he's well, doing. Well, this is I don't think because Jack is not the type of man Roland is that in the end there's more than just the mind at play when. You do the things that Roland does. Yeah. This is decades of training the body to do it without even thinking about it. Without even... It's muscle memory. It's a lot of things. It goes a little far. I don't think it should be possible. But it's still a book. There's magic. There's doors going to different universes. (laughs) It's fine. But just looking at it, probably shouldn't be able to do the things he does. Yes. But it's um, So pretty much he is inside... This elevator, a guy, and pretty much one of Mort's co-workers walk in. Because when we left them, they were still in his office. Roland had swept the stuff into the briefcase and <laughs> climbed into the elevator. And now there's this guy wearing what he found in Mortsopedia is glasses. <laughs> and the guy tries to create dialogue with well, Roland before this little particular, I like just the very fact of him getting into the elevator. The doors of the little box closed, <laughs> and suddenly they were falling. He called at Mort's mind, ignoring the screams, and found this was all right. The fall was controlled. <laughs> <laughs> so Roland freaked out just for a little bit there. Yeah. Didn't know what was happening. Like, oh crap, we're falling. Why are we falling? Meanwhile, this guy is trying to talk to him. Like, before that, he said, going to see Dorfman Jack, and Mm -hmm. Gunslinger said nothing. If you think you can talk him out of subleasing, I can tell you it's a waste of time. And then that's when the dwarfs fell, and he's like, oh my goodness. (laughs) And then it says, if I spoke out of turn, I'm sorry. And the Gunslinger thought, this one is afraid of him too. This one, as in, the fat man said. And it said, 
You handled the jerk better than anyone else in the firm, that's what I think. The gunslinger said nothing. He waited only to be out of this falling coffin. Mm -hmm. And so the guy continues to talk, and finally, Jack Mort, I, Roland, turns his head to him and just says, Shut up. (laughs) Jack Mort's gold-rimmed glasses. Eyes that seem somehow different shade of blue than Jack's eyes had ever been before. Stared at the fat man. Shut up. (laughs) The gunslinger said tonelessly. Color fell from the fat man's face and he took two quick steps backward. Roland does not like this world and how lazy and uninspired or unpassioned and just just not doing anything with their lives. He does not appreciate fat people. (laughs) Well, it's not only that. He... He's uncomfortable, he's inside a falling coffin, and he's also in the body of who what he thinks is a monster. Yeah. Meanwhile, well, something I'm just is screaming in, general, in the back Every of his time head. he looks around the world, it's something he puts he brings up. Even like to the about the cops a little later. Yes. How lazy and how just this world is so I'm trying to find the right word, so dumb to everything. Yes. That no one's aware of anything that's going on. Everyone's just Going about not caring about if anything happens and going yeah. about their little lives. A very different world than Rolla himself is from, where you had to be on top of things at all times because you might get killed at any time. Well, that's life, apparently. We're, we're not gunslingers, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just funny. So, pretty much, as soon as the doors open, Roland books, like he's gone. But the guy is thinking, always did have a screw loose, the fat man thought. But this could be serious. This could be a breakdown. Why? Because he just told you to shut up? And the fat man found the idea of Jack Mort tucked safely away in a sanitarium somewhere was very comforting. The gunslinger wouldn't have been surprised. So even without Roland causing this behavior or him being all robotic... People already think something's weird with Jack, and he needs to go. Robotic. Yes. Good choice of words. <laughs> that will come back up. <laughs> Soon. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh. So he's walking through. He's... <laughs> um, he, the first thing that happened is that the screaming had stopped. So Roland was like... He had to think for a minute, like, oh my god, did he just die? But then he realized if he died, the, the entire thing would have been over. Yeah. Search him down. So he just fainted. Fainted at the overload of terror and strainness, at strangeness as Roland himself had done upon entering the man's mind and discovering its secrets and the crossing of destinies too great to be coincidence. He was glad Mort had fainted. Mm-hmm. And then I love... The yellow cards of public conveniences <laughs> called taxis, or cabs, or hacks. I've never the tribes which drove them. <laughs> I just, oh my goodness. Some slurs here, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, major um, slurs. To make one stop, you held your hand up like a pupil in a classroom. <laughs> uh, Roland's just... Just doesn't understand this world no. at all. He's trying to correlate it kind of back to his world. He's going into Mort's mind. He's trying to figure out what he's supposed to do to acquire <laughs> the things he needs to acquire. But this world is strange. And it's weird because his 
Mortzipedia actually talks back to him. Like, he's not actually talking to the host because the host is passed out. He's almost like, it's it's almost like he's talking to the subconscious. Like, because he's trying to figure things out and literally it's answering for him. Like, uh, yes, this very next part is very yeah. it's interesting. It's like, where do you need to go? I'm not sure, Roland said. This ain't no encounter group, my friend. Time is money. Tell him to put his flag down. The Mortipedia told him. Put your flag down. Uh, that ain't rolling nothing but time, the driver replied. Tell him you'll tip him $5. Mm. I'll tip you $5. Let's see, the cabbie replied. Might talk... And bullcrap walks. Ask him if he wants his money or if he wants to go f himself. <laughs> Do you want your money or you want to go after? Like Roland, just tell him this. All right, okay. tell him this. Just go with All it. All right. Roland asked in a cold, dead voice. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, this uh, cabbie does not like the no. Mort character at all. No. Says a weirdo, the driver, a wasp from Vermont trying to break into showbiz, thought, but maybe a rich weirdo. He dropped the cab into gear. We're there, buddy, he said, and pulling into traffic, he added mentally, and the sooner the better. Mm -hmm. Improvise, that was the word. Uh, the next little thing I liked was when he got out. He said, reach into Jack Mort's wallet, except it was much too small to be a real <laughs> wallet. A real wallet was almost as big as a purse. It could carry all of man's things if he uh, wasn't traveling too heavy. The thing I liked before that was the fact that he read police as posse. Yeah, posse. Because <laughs> uh, when he got out, he noticed that there was a vehicle. There was mm -hmm. a, a police vehicle parked on the corner, and he read it as a posse. Well, he's trying to figure things out. Two gunslingers inside, drinking something. Coffee, maybe, from white paper glasses. Gunslingers, yes, but they looked fat and lax. Exactly. There you go. Once again! <laughs> this world. <laughs> the cabbie drove away fast. It was easily the biggest tip he'd make that day, but the guy was so freaky, he felt he had earned every cent of it. Hmm. Gunslinger looked at the sign over the shop. Clemens, guns and sporting goods, it said. Ammo, fishing, tackle, official facsimiles? Facsimiles, yeah. Sure. I can't remember what that is. He didn't understand all the words, but one look into the window was all it took for her to see Mort had brought him to the right place. It, yeah. It gets explained later, but the first time I read the next sentence, I almost forgot what he was talking about. He said there were wristbands on display, badges of rank, and guns. And I was like, why the hell are they selling wristbands? <laughs> and then it gets explained. He, he, yes, it gets he, brought back up a little yeah. later. <laughs> but I was just like, fuck. He doesn't understand what they are. <laughs> I didn't for a minute there. <laughs> I was like, way to go, Roland. You confused me. Now we get some of the, the cops' dialogue that I don't even care about. Um, well, the I think this, yeah, section well, five was funny, at least. It's just that the, it was just dialogue between him, the, the two cops. Because they see Mort in his business suit, standing outside of the thing, just staring at the guns. And they're just like, oh, it's another guy going in there to get some, you know, 
uh, S&M handcuffs and so they, they play a little jokes on that and then it says the first cop choked on a mouthful of lukewarm coffee and sprayed it back into the styrofoam cup in a gust of laughter I don't know I just found that funny you found it funnier than me then I found it funny because it's like it, it you they realize how strange this character looks already there's they they've noticed somebody outside the gun shop so it's like the fact that they have that in mind thinking about him and then when it comes back up later how they were expecting the same thing and then suddenly they get this dead just like solid straight guy they're like oh okay maybe <laughs> i mean at this point he's pretty much um Why am I forgetting? Oh, that hurts my feelings. I'm forgetting. Uh, God, Christian Bale playing a psychopath. <laughs> so, uh, American Psycho? American Psycho. <laughs> I think there's like an American yes. Psycho vibe going on oh, here. Oh, yeah. Which. It, it this pretty much is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, this came out before American Psycho? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, this is only the um, second book. I feel like there might be some. Some vibes there. This was 1987. Got to be before American Psycho, right? I want to say it's yes. Na- it's not like a 90s movie, I would think. I think so. I don't. I don't know. know. I don't I'm really bad know. with dates. I don't. Mike would know like that. He's like, <laughs> it of course came out this year. I'm like, well, good for you and your memorization of dates somehow, magically. I don't know. I can't do that. So now we go into Jack Mort inside of the gun shop. Yes. And. Automatically, he walks up to the counter and is like, I need to see uh, if, if you have a paper, um, a chart, I mean, which shows pictures of revolver ammunition. <laughs> it's like, you mean a caliber chart? Hey. <laughs> uh, he said, yes, my brother had a revolver. I fired it. But it's been a good many years. I think I'll know the bullet if I see them. Well, you may think so, the clerk replied, but it can be hard to tell. Was it a twenty-two, or thirty-eight, or maybe... If you have a chart, I'll know, Roland said. Oh, will he ever. Just a sec. And of course he looks doubtful, because this clean-cut business if suit If anybody man, came in to yes. where we work and said... Oh, do you just have this thing? Uh, it's the been a picture. long time, and there's things that look like... I, I don't know as soon as I have, see it. Do you have pictures of bullets that I can look at? I got a shooter's Bible. Maybe that's what you ought to look at. Yes, he smiled. Shooter's Bible. It was a noble name for a book. <laughs> yes. I'm sure Roland <laughs> wanted to take it with him. <laughs> oh, there's some amazement coming soon. <laughs> it says, take a look. Although if it's been years, you're shooting in the dark. He looked surprised, then smiled. Pardon my pun, but Roland was just already staring at the book. Uh, I love the whole photographs instead of photographs. No. Photographs. Well, I guess everything wrong. <laughs> uh, he had almost lost hope when he saw it. He looked up at the clerk with such blazing ex- excitement that the clerk felt a little afraid. There, he said. There, right there. The photograph was he was tapping was one of the Winchester forty-five pistol shell. Not exactly the same as his own shell, but it would work. Yes. He knew that it would chamber and fire from his guns. Well, all right, I guess you found it. But, you know, I mean, they're just bullets. <laughs> not to Roland. Them? Yeah, not to Roland. You have them? Sure. How many boxes do you want? How many is in a box? Fifty. Oh, Roland. Roland. 
It's very excited about the, the... But the first thing that triggers is that makes the clerk suspicious because if he doesn't know how many are in a box, then most likely he doesn't even have a carrying permit and then mo- he shouldn't be buying a gun. And it's like, 50? Now the gun was staring at him with slack-jawed surprise. He was off the wall, all right. And that's when the clerk starts kind of sneaking towards him. He'd expected ten, perhaps as many as a dozen, but this? This? How much money do you have, he asked the Mortspedia. He didn't know exactly, but he said there's at least sixty bucks in his wallet. Uh, how much does a box cost? It would be more than sixty dollars, he supposed, but the man might be persuaded to sell him part of a box, or... Seventeen fifty, the clerk said. But Mister Jack Mort was an accountant, and this time there was no waiting. Translation, translation, and answer came simultaneously. Three, three boxes. <laughs> One hundred and fifty rounds. Ye gods! What a mad storehouse of riches this world has. Oh, good roll. Just not quite. She <laughs> does not understand. Uh, now, see, I have to ask right here, just because you watched it and I didn't. The stupid movie. Okay. How did that Roland actually perceive the world once he got into it? Anything like our Roland? I don't remember because it has been a while. But I want to say... Because I want to say they did keep this scene. That he did go to um, a gun shop at one point. Just getting weapons and stuff. But as I said, it, I might be completely wrong. It's been a while. I had to try to trust you on this one because I, I didn't watch it because I couldn't. But I, there are things that he did not understand. Yes. But no, it, I'd have to... <laughs> I'd have to watch it again. No! <laughs> to uh, know if they kept this part. Or I can go and just look at the plot online. At some <clears> point. <throat> It'd probably be safer. <laughs> but right away, that suspicion just kind of struck the clerk a little too hard. And he didn't move. And he's like, you don't have that many? The gunslinger said. He felt no real surprise. It had been too good to be true. A dream. He's so doubted. Every chance he gets, he's yeah. doubting this. <laughs> doubting this. But no, the guy's like, I have tons of it. But do you have a card? A card? <laughs> a handgun permit with a photo. I can't say you, sell you handgun ammo unless you can show me one. If you want to buy ammo without a PC, you're going to have to go up to Westchester. Westchester. The gunslinger stared at him blankly. This was all gabble to him. Said Mart, Mart had never owned a gun in his life. He did his nasty work in other ways. And of course, the guy's still moving closer to the register, mm-hmm. which underneath it is his own gun. Yes. The man sidled another step to the left without taking his eyes from his customer's face, and the gunslinger thought, He's got a gun. He expects me to make trouble, or maybe he wants me to make trouble. Wants an excuse to shoot me. <laughs> Improvise. So he remembered the gunslinger sitting in their blue and white carriage down the street. Carriage, carriage. sorry. Uh, gunslingers, yes, peacekeepers. Men charged with keeping the world from moving on. But these had looked, at least on a passing glance, to be nearly as soft and unobservant as everyone else in the world. There's your thing. Mm-hmm. In this world of lotus eaters. <laughs> Just two men in uniforms and caps slouched down on the seats of their carriage and drinking coffee. Sorry, lotus eaters. I wonder if that is a um, 
nod to Greek mythology. I can't help you there. Well, okay. The whole, um, I'll put it in a, did you watch any of the Percy movies, Percy Jackson movies? The first one, I the remember almost one? none of it. Okay. So at one point in time, they end up in a casino. Don't remember that at all. Okay. Well, like I said, I don't remember this movie very well at all. Either way, they end up in a casino and they have these lotus flowers. And, of course, they're sitting there. I can't remember if it was a drink or if they're eating them, pretty much. And as they did that, time was going by, and they just felt like they were in a moment. They were dazed. They were enjoying life. And then it turns out they had been in there for, like, two weeks. And it (laughs) just felt like hours to them. So I'm wondering if that's kind of a nod to that in Greek mythology. Sorry. But yes, Roland decides that well, he makes an excuse here. Uh, I don't even know. Says so makes the guy all right. Maybe he's just pulling a gag. I wonder if I could look at the cleaning kit. He asks <laughs> instead. To which the guy goes and going to grab that and. Yeah, he pretty much go. The guy turns. Like uh, the first thing he's of course. Roland says, like, oh, I understand, I'm sorry, blah, 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 and then it's like, no harm done, and says, I wonder if I could look at the cleaning kit, so he turns around, and Roland pulls out the guy's wallet and drops it on the floor. Yep. And proceeds to kick it underneath the counter. So it's it's more towards, I think, uh, how it kind of describes it is it's more towards the cashier's side but without being totally exposed to where the guy could just look down and be like, oh, a wallet. Push more under the counter with his foot. And I thought it was funny because he pulled down the cleaning kit and it says, um, uh, although a single glance was enough to show him that it was a shoddy thing in a shoddy box. While he looked at, looked, he carefully pushed Mort's wallet. But yeah, it was just funny because it was like... It's a cleaning kit, and he's just like, this is a piece of shit. It's crap, it's crap, it's crap cleaning kit. Uh, no thank you, the gunslinger walked out with a look back. Mort's wallet was deep under the counter. Roland has set his own honeypot. And now we go to officers Carl Devlin, Delavind and George O'Mahara. O'Mahara. I don't know, is that right? I mean, I'm with you, I mean, I don't know oh. how else to pronounce it. <laughs> Omara? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they, they were pretty much about ready to move on with their day. When, uh, you know, Roland kind of just looks out and, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we apologize, because <laughs> I didn't even think about it. For whatever reason, the air conditioner <laughs> is slightly loud on this mic. And, very good. I forgot. I didn't know if I'd forgotten. No. Oh crap. Oh. <laughs> and the gains way up. So, who knows how loud that's been? So, our apologies if there's a weird noise in the background of our talking. I guess we'll see if I can fix that if it's an issue. Hmm. We'll see. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They're pretty. They're pretty much outside of the. Uh... <laughs> They're in their vehicle, and here comes Jack Mort, 
stroll into it. The guy they were just making fun of for being at the gun shop mm-hmm. is strolling towards them. And it says, but the man didn't sound like he was feminine at all. His voice was flat and expressionless, polite, but somehow dead. The tradesman in there took my wallet. He said, who? <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. They are super excited because they have been wanting to get this guy forever. Well, not him. They wanted to get a different guy well, who, they, they, who they works know. here. They yeah. didn't know yet. At this point, they think, oh my goodness, we get to get this guy. Yeah. But then they ask him to describe him. And that's when they're like, oh, no. Well, he's 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 still someone we want to get, but not the guy we want to. Yeah. Fat Johnny. Fat Johnny. He was his brother, I think. This guy's his brother. Something like that. Um, Could push Wait, where did I stumbling over words? Oh, it's important because it comes back up later. Is that during the discussion, this entire discussion, Roland is having difficulty. He's trying to talk to them, but has to keep pulling things from Jack's mind, so he stops. And then says something, or stumbles over a word and changes it to a different one. And that gives the officers kind of a weird feeling later on about him. Not very far later on. Yeah. Like, Yeah. But. There was something about the guy, Omera. Couldn't put his finger on it then, but remembered later on. Uh, when there wasn't so many other things to think about. The chief of which, of course, was the simple fact that the gold... Detective's badge didn't matter. It turned out that just holding onto his job, they had would be a pure, whatever miracle by itself. Uh, but years later, there was a brief moment of epiphany, epiphany uh, when Omer took his two sons to the mu- Museum of Science in Boston. They had a machine there, a computer that played tic tac toe, and unless you put the X in the middle, the first move. The machine screwed you over every time. But there was always a pause as it checked its memory for all possible gambits. He and his boys had been fascinated, but there was something spooky about it. And then he remembered Blue Suit. He remembered because Blue Suit had done uh, had that same habit. Talking to him had been like talking to a robot. And it said that Delavan had no such feeling, but nine years later... Nine years! When he took his own son, then 18, to the movies one night, Delavan would rise unexpectedly to his feet about 30 minutes into the feature and scream, It's him! That's him! That's the guy in the blue suit! The guy who was at Clint... But someone would shout down in front, but needn't bother, because 70 pounds overweight and a heavy smoker would be struck by a fatal heart attack before the complainer even got to the second word. And they were watching The Terminator. I like that. The very last <laughs> thing, it says, the movie, of course, had been The Terminator. So yes, they had that same robotic feel about Good blue suit. Yeah, blue suit. Blue suit. It's an interesting little area. Just them like going... Like, here's in the future what these two characters who mean nothing about anything and will never be brought up ever again happened to them years after the fact about Roland's weirdness in this particular instance. Well, it also doesn't help that they have these 
expectations in their mind of what someone how someone should react to certain things Mm -hmm. like in the next part when they're like maybe you better tell us exactly what happened they're expecting him to be like go get my wallet like we we're not gonna sit here and talk exactly they're expecting him to be like a normal new yorker yes And, and he's not no and he pretty much says my name is jack mort and then address the slight pause like the machine a moment of silence, then almost an audible click. 409 Park Avenue South. But right before that, we get a familiar name. Yep, yep. That, <laughs> that was one of my notes, too. Just that name. Yes. They were hoping to get this guy, to get a different guy, to get a different guy that could possibly lead them to get that Wop Balazar. Dun, dun, dun. Which, yes. by now... Is he dead? We can't be dead if they're talking about him. But it's according to when this time takes place. Yeah, as I said, that's why... It's got to take place... I guarantee it takes place before Eddie's encounter. Because, yes, he would be dead at that point. Yes. So it has to take place before then. How long before then, I don't know. But it can't be terribly long if Balazar is still kind of a figure there. I can never remember when Jake's timeline takes place. Because, yeah, it would be at that timeline because we yeah. already know Jake's... We already had an instant with Jake in the beginning here. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember. But, um... Social security number? Another slight pause. Mort recited it. And then... It's just... It, pretty much, he's like, you understand, you know, we got it. These are questions we have to ask. And he's like, yes. Now there was the slightest hint of impatience in the man's voice. It somehow made... Oh, oh, I can't even say his name now. Omera feel a little better about him somehow. Just don't drag it out any more than you have to. But, uh... Do you have a photo in your wallet? That's distinctive? Of course Jack Moore does. A pause, then a picture of my mother taken in front of the Empire State Building. On the back is written, It was a wonderful day and a wonderful view. Love, Mom. <laughs> And the next one's the problem. Uh, Okay, blah, 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 blah. uh, Oh, we'll just have to compare. You'll have to write down your signature once we get the wallet to compare it with your driver's license. You know, they go way too far with this. Well, here's the other thing, is that Roland nodded. Well, you remember how you're talking about the body not really responding to... The body and the mind being separate things? Mm Mm-hmm. Because it does say, Roland nodded, although part of him understood that, although he could draw on Jack's, Jack Mort's memories and knowledge of this world as much as he needed, he hadn't a chance in hell of duplicating Mort's signature with Mort's consciousness absent, as it was now. Mm-hmm. So Roland can't do the things that Jack Mort could do. Yeah. But for some reason, Roland can do the things his other body can do. I don't know, it's weird. But it says, uh, I, I love his story. I went to buy the shells for my brother. He has a forty-five Winchester revolver. The man asked me if I had a permit to carry. I said, of course. He asked to see it. Pause. I took out my wallet. I showed him. Only when I turned my wallet around to do that showing, he must have seen there were quite a few... Slight pause. Twenties in there. <laughs> I'm a tax accountant. I have a client named Dorfman who just won a small tax refund after an extended... Pause. Litigation. The sum was only $800, but this man Dorfman is, pause, the biggest prick we handle, pause, pardon my pun. 
I think he went a little too far into detail there. Way <laughs> too much than what anybody actually needed. Yeah. Thoughts of robots and machines that played tic-tac-toe went out of his mind just because Roland made a joke. <laughs> a robotic joke, but he made a joke. Yeah. The guy was real enough, just upset and trying to hide his his it by being cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so pretty much, he goes on with with his story. He pretty much says that he uh, the guy asked for a closer look at his permit, and when he did, he grabbed his wallet. Hmm. And then pulled a gun on him. Yeah. Well, he took his wallet and took the money out. <laughs> and then dropped his wallet. Well, no, I didn't take the money. I thought he said, I thought he, said no. he took the money. Well, it says, um, you think that Johnny got a look at your client's dough? And then it says, that way you call the man in the shop? Oh, we call him worse. And it says, he asked for a closer look. I gave him my wallet, but he didn't look at the picture. He dropped it on the floor. I asked him what he did that for. He said that was a stupid question. Then I told him to give me back my wallet. I was, was mad. mad. I'm sure you were. You sound <laughs> mad. He laughed. I started to come around the counter and get it. That's when he pulled the gun. And they get excited. Oh, they're, they're thrilled to death now. Oh, there's a gun? <laughs> it's like, where was this gun? Like, Under how- the register. It says, I-, I think it wasn't a docker's clutch. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know exactly how to say it. A thing you put your gun into, no one can grab it but you unless they know how to push a spring clip. Also illegal. They're thrilled to death. (laughs) It says, robbery was a possible, but all at once a concealed weapons charge looked like a sure thing. Maybe not as good, but a foot in the door. Uh, They actually, they go over there, they go to go in the door, and they're like, all right, things might get rough. So wait a, f- a full minute before you walk in. <laughs> to which Roland waits, I think he says he 30 waits 30 seconds. seconds and he walks in. Yeah. Roland's not concerned with any of this. No. And then Fat Johnny, Holden was holding, Holden was doing more than protesting. He was bellowing. Guy's crazy. Guy comes in here, doesn't even know what he wants. Then he, when he sees it in the shooter's Bible, he don't know how many comes in a box, how much it costs. And what he says about me wanting a closer look at his PC is the biggest pile I've ever heard. Because he don't have a permit. There he is. That's the creep right there. I see you, buddy. <laughs> says, you don't have this man's wallet. You know I don't have it. Well, if you, you mind if we take a look? <laughs> yeah. So they're pretty much like, we don't really care about the wallet at this point. We just want to see if you actually have the weapon. Exactly. So they keep trying to get a peek behind the counter. So when she starts going off about his lawyer. And That's illegal. It's illegal. The Constitution. You get back to your side. To what she's saying, I'm only trying to look behind because the glass was so dirty. <laughs> I couldn't see. And it says, oh, and look what I found. And then he... Fat Johnny, who had finally realized he was the only person in the room who would tell a story that differed from the fairy tale just told. Oh, you two cops and a witness all going to say the one thing. He turned sullen. I got a permit, he said. To carry? Yeah. To carry concealed? Yeah. The gun registered? It is, isn't it? Well, I might have I might have forgot about that little piece there. They were too concentrated on... Fat Johnny, then. Roland had turned the sign over from open to close. 
Yeah. And then maybe we could start to resolve this matter if we could find the gentleman's wallet. Maybe he just dropped it, you know. Mm-hmm. I told you, I don't know nothing about this guy's wallet. Guy's out of his mind! <laughs> Roland bent down. There it is, he remarked. <laughs> I can just see it. He's got his foot on it. This was a lie. Oh, it but, was. but Delavan, whose hand was still on Fat Johnny's shoulder, shoved the man back so rapidly that it was impossible to tell if the man's foot had been there or not. <laughs> oh, but the wallet is definitely there. I see it. Yeah. And pretty much Fat Johnny's just horrified. He doesn't know what's going on. He didn't do anything. Fat Johnny's not a good guy. Period. He yeah. really isn't. He really isn't, but he honestly He's way no confused, idea. yeah. He, he has no idea what's happening. Because uh, he didn't do anything that's being accused of him right now. So, so, pretty much both guys have gotten down on the floor, peering underneath the thing, and Roland's slowly coming up behind them. I don't know if slowly would be the right word. Well, I don't think they work. I don't think they said slowly. Well, it just says that. Um, <laughs> I sh- sorry, I just ran into the. He looked like a man wondering how come his horoscope hadn't told him to beware this day. But Roland glided silently toward the counter as the two gunslingers bent to peer under the counter. And then, glided silently. <laughs> and then Roland took one final step forward. He cupped Delavan's right cheek in one hand. O'Mara's left cheek in the other, and all of a sudden, a day fat Johnny Holden believed had to ha- had to have hit rock bottom got a lot worse. Well, now we got two knocked out cops. Yes. In the shop. Yes. All things are so much worse now. The man in the gold room spec stood. He was pointing the three fifty seven mag at Fat Johnny. <laughs> Says, "We're not going to have trouble, are we?" No. Bit. Oh no, this this guy's a psychopath, zero killing, who knows what. Fat Johnny, scared to death. But I did take note that it said, um, Roland pushed the two cops apart. They were both still alive. That was good. No matter how slow and unobservant they might be, they were gunslingers, men who had tried to help a stranger in trouble. He had no urge to kill his own, but he had done it before, hadn't he? Yes. Had not Elaine himself, one of his sworn brothers, died under Roland's and Cuthbert's own smoking guns? Yeah, I and put that down as well. Because it was very re- interesting. I can't remember what happened. <clears throat> Neither do I. I don't I, know. <clears throat> I'm not actually positive they bring that ever up again. Because I don't remember that ever happening. I don't remember either. Because, I mean, <clears throat> I don't, we, we know how Cuthbert. Yeah, we know Cuthbert. But he, doesn't, he never mentions Elaine. Uh, uh, I don't know. Elaine... Unless it's in the comics, maybe they put that well, in one of the comics. Not now, but I mean, yeah. like, now, if someone's gone back and created a side story for it. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't think it's ever brought up again, that particular thing. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> but it's uh, it's interesting, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and why would they have had to have, is the real question. I don't know. <laughs> but, yes, so he, uh, he finds <laughs> the wallet... Or he gets his wallet back, and then, or no, he kicks the wallet to Fat Johnny and tells him to pick it back, or pick it up. Hmm. Instructs good old Johnny to get him some Winchester 45s. Yes. To get him four boxes. Yes. We were three before, 
Now we're not paying for it. <laughs> now you. No, never. Mind. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I. But yeah. yeah, now you're giving me four. Yeah. I want four. We went from 150, 90, 200 rounds of this stuff. <laughs> and now the wristband. He's like, oh, now take out a pair of those wristbands. Wristbands? <laughs> the gunslinger consulted the Mortipedia handcuffs. Mister, I don't know what you want. The cash register do what I say now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those were the wristbands come in. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense. But he pretty much just, you know... Handcuffs the guy, puts the key on the counter, along with, what, how much money? I think it says 80. I think it's 420s, which we were led to believe he didn't have that much money before, but apparently he does. Um, I don't know if he lays it down yet. And maybe when he actually goes to leave. Well, he took the gun. He took the guns of the. Yeah, well, that's the next little piece yeah. was him taking the um, the cops' guns and belts. Yeah, and uh, so he had three guns or two guns from them: one for Eddie and one for Odetta. <laughs> who he, apparently he just when, full confidence saw this going to work uh, out. Well, it says when and if Odetta was ready for a gun, <laughs> but still, he was prepping. He put on Jack Mort's coat again, dropped two boxes of shells into the right pocket and two in the left. Um, he picked up the three fifty seven mag and put the shells in his pants pocket. Then he tossed the gun across the room. When it hit the floor, Fat Johnny jumped. So, the gunslinger stood up and told Fat Johnny to turn around. Okay, so no, he hasn't yet. Yeah, that's going to be a moment. Oh, here it is. He opened the wallet and incredibly laid four $20 bills down on the glass before shuffling the wallet back into his pocket. For the ammunition roll and said... I've taken the bullets from your own gun. I intend to throw them away so when I leave the store. I think that, with an unloaded gun and no wallet, they may find it difficult to charge you with a crime. Buddy, at this point, they ain't gonna give a crap about Fat Johnny. <laughs> no. I think they're pretty confident that Fat Johnny isn't the one who did this. And then it says, uh, he pretty much asks where the drugstore, the nearest drugstore and Fat Johnny automatically assumes, oh, he's a junkie. That's why he's doing all this. That he's explains everything. And then he's like, if you're lying, I'll come back and put a bullet in your brain. I'm not lying. I swear. And Roland doesn't care. He's already gone. He doesn't want to listen to him. And Fat Johnny apparently decides he's going to go, you know, he's going to go uh, make a confession. Well... He's had a day. It's time to find God. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but now this is the interesting thing where uh, we jump back to Eddie. Yep. Jump back to get old Eddie. Um, it's not the part yet, but... Well, it, that pretty much is... It's We're, we're back at... Eddie's just kind of staring out into the ocean, watching the... Well, the next... 12 is the part I'm referring to. Oh, okay. I was talking about 11. Yeah. Well, 11 isn't quite there. No. But uh, he's starting to get tired. He's... Yeah. He's watching. He's just... He's pretty much giving up hope that Odetta was going to come back. Yeah, he's just staring at the sunset. 
Yeah. Doesn't care if the sun's going to burn his retinas to death. Yeah. Because he's convinced he's dying anyways. And he's not going to beg Detta because he knows it's not going to do any good. And second, begging would degrade him. It wasn't just a bluff. Odetta wasn't coming back, and the gunslinger wasn't either. Either This last hurt the most. Somehow he had been sure he and the gunslinger had become, well, partners, if not brothers, during their trek up the beach, and Roland would at least make an effort to stand by him. But Roland wasn't coming. And then, of course, he starts thinking all these horrible thoughts that maybe he's died. Like One of the little things here says, I hoped... Or he hoped he would be able to die without screaming. He didn't think it would be possible, possible, but he intended to try. I mean, he, he's convinced he's dead. Oh, it's yeah. gonna happen. Well, it's it's. Whoa! Wait, where was that part? Was what? that in twelve or in eleven? In eleven. Oh. I haven't made twelve yet. Sorry. We would have mentioned what I've been talking about. <laughs> we made it to 12. I just couldn't see that part. I mean, it says, well, I would be better off than strangling inch of time. It's oh, in okay, that yeah, little paragraph. That. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways, and then we hit 12. And we hit 12. Which starts very interesting. <laughs> yes. Eddie tried to turn his head to avoid the first one, but he was too slow. It ripped off a swath of his face with one claw, splatting his left eye to jelly, and revealing the bright gleam of bone in the twilight. As it asked its questions, and the really bad woman laughed. Stop it, Roland commanded himself. Thinking such thoughts is worse than helpless. It is a distraction, and I need not be. There may still be time. Because when I first read him, like, he doesn't get hit. That yeah, doesn't I happen. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I thought so too for a minute. I was like, wait, whoa, 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 wait. Does something happen to Eddie too? Like, Roland, how he lives, but he has missing pieces. Does that happen to like, Eddie? I don't remember, remember that at all. I don't remember Because Eddie, it didn't happen. I don't remember Eddie with an eye patch for the rest of the thing. No. But it's funny that it uses the really bad woman. The really bad. In the place. Um, and it's funny that Roland is thinking about Eddie in a situation where lobstrosities are trying to eat them, eat him, even though he has no idea what's happening to Eddie right now. Yeah, he's got a very interesting description of pretty much exactly what is actually happening. And we know he doesn't know what's happening because he has been refusing to look at the door mm-hmm. because he's afraid if he does, it will be the wrong moment. Yes. And he has a plan. Yes. He has a plan. So he, so Roland, pretty much. Nope, I gotta keep to this. He goes to the drugstore, and then, uh, oh, okay. He's standing well, in front of the drugstore right now. I was say, there's something else and, before. Yeah, it's a drugstore. Uh, if Eddie's time of agony was to come, it was still ahead. But it says because uh, he thinks about court again. Yes. Because that was my next little thing I wrote yeah. down was court. The urge to look back to see was almost insurmountable, yet he dared not. He must not. And the voice <laughs> of court interrupted the run of his thoughts sternly. Control the things you can control, maggot. Let everything else take a 
flying F at you. And if you must go down, go down with your guns blazing. Yeah, so that was that was Court Court's reaction to Roland wanting to kind of peek back at the door and him going, No, I can't do this. Actually he's concerned, okay? He's actually concerned. But we are at the drugstore. Yes, so he's been walking down... Like, he's literally just flying down the street. His blue suit is kind of, like, waving and just showing the fact that he's got these guns strapped to his hips. People are like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, he looks like a madman coming down the street. And he doesn't care. He's just one-track mind. He doesn't care what happens to Mort. No. To the shoppers, boppers, and hawkers on 49th, he looked much as he looked at Fat Johnny like a desperado. Desperado. Roland reached Cat's drugstore and went in. <laughs> and then we get gunsling- the gunslinger's view of a drugstore. Drug <laughs> what he expected and reality. <laughs> he had known magicians, enchanters, and alchemists in his time. Some had been clever. Some stupid fakes in whom only people stupid than themselves could be uh, leave. But there had never been a short of a fools in the world. So even the stupid fakes survived. In fact, actually thrived. And pretty much it said one of these men had been a creature the gunslinger believed to be a demon himself. A creature that pretended to be a man and called itself Flag. Flag. There's that name again. Mm-hmm. He had seen him only briefly, and that had been near the end, as chaos and the final crash approached. His land, hot and wheels, and two man, blah, 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 deeper into the grin. Yeah, we don't know these people. Not yet. Yeah. But it said he remembered what, he remembered that well enough. Then there had been the man in black, and there had been Martin. They really need to get that straight. Because... Really, really need to get that straight. Like, Martin, Walter, Flag, who knows how many times they're the same person. They're different people. They're, oh my god, they're brothers. I'm like, God, just stop. Well, Roland doesn't understand. (laughs) We get to a degree, and he rectified a little bit with his, the second iteration of the first book, to kind of fix things that didn't, went awry. Yeah. But yes, he... Martin, who he suspected he might meet again before he reached the tower, or at it. So, he anticipated a dim candlelit room full of bitter fumes, jars of unknown powders and liquids and filters, many covered with a thick layer of dust or spun about with a century's cobwebs. He had expected a man in a cowl, a man who might be dangerous. He saw people moving about the inside through transparent plates plate glass windows as casually as they would in any shop and believed they must be an illusion. They weren't. (laughs) No, no, not an illusion. Here he was in a world which struck him dumb with fresh wonder seemingly at every step. And the newest wonder was simply that for these people, wonder had run out. Here in a place of miracles, he saw only dull faces and plodding bodies. It's a different world than yours, Roland. It's really just a, it's a different world. You don't quite understand that. Here were cures for things that needed no curing. Things that make your bowels run or stop them up to make your teeth white and your hair black. Things to make your breath smell better or if you could not do that by chewing alder bark. No magic here, only trivialties. Although there was Aston and a few other remedies that sounded as if they could be useful. 
But for the most part, Roland was appalled by the place. In a place that promised alchemy, but dealt more in perfume than potion. Was it any wonder that wonder had run out? When he consulted the Mortspedia, whatever, again, he discovered that the truth of this place was not just the things that he's looking at. The potions that really worked were kept safely out of sight. One could only obtain these if you had a sorcerer's fiat? I thought that too, but then I, I didn't look it up. Like, because when I think fiat, I think vehicle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm sure it has another meaning. Yeah, I'm sure. In this <laughs> world, uh, such sorcerers were called doctors, <laughs> and they wrote their magic form, uh, formula on sheets of paper with the Morsipedia called Rexes. Rexes? Rexes? Uh,. What why we're laughing is because doctors is spelled D O C K T O R S, and R X S, which is the paper you know, is actually spelled out Rexes R E X E S. So it's it's just funny how he's seeing and just he hearing know these and words. trying to figure these things out. Uh, but he strode down one of the aisles toward a high counter with the words prescriptions filled over it. And, and this oh is when we God. go to literally nothing I care about. No. Even a little bit. Completely pointless. Doesn't help anything. No, it's literally an entire like two to three pages about um, cats, which is the guy who's running this place now. The son of the guy who actually opened the place. On the phone with a lady who's screaming because she can't get her volume filled. Yeah. And he said her thing's expired. You have to talk to a doctor. And she's blaming him. And it's just going on and on Classic about... Classic customer service. Yes. On and on about his ulcers that he has and all this stuff. Wait, why does this sound familiar? Oh, yes, because retail's killing us all. Yes, but, um, that it is. But, yes, he's pretty much rotting from the inside out because of people like her. So she, he finally is like, if you come by, I could give you a dozen five milligram volume. Would that be all right? <laughs> the man sees reason. Thank God the man sees reason. And she hung up just like that. Not a word of thanks. But when she saw the walking rectum that called itself a doctor again, she would just about fall down. And it says, uh, Mr. Katz. His assistant said in a voice that sounded strangely winded. I, I, th- I think we have a problem. <laughs> oh, is there ever... Yes. So meanwhile, he's going through all this and doesn't realize that Roland has just strolled up to the counter. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there was another scream. It was followed by a crash of a gun, startling him so badly he thought for a moment his heart was simply going to utter the monstrous clap in his chest and then stop forever. He opened his eyes and stared into the eyes of the gunslinger. Not even Mort. He can see the gunfire. <laughs> he dropped his eyes to the pistols on his hip. He looked left and saw Ralph, the guard, nursing one hand and stared at the thief with his eyes that seemed to be bugging out of his face. Ralph's own gun, the thirty-eight, which had toted, whatever, through 18 years, blah, blah, blah. Was whatever. now a wreck in the corner. Yeah. So pretty much the guard had seen Roland... Went to draw, and Roland was like, 
and just shot the gun out of his hand. Did not shoot his hand. Did not shoot him. Shot the gun out of his hand. I think we get that exact description yes. in the next chapter, but next area. I want K-Flex. The man with the bull shooter eyes said expressionlessly, I want a lot now and never mind the Rex. <laughs> Like, yeah, he, he, you, you don't understand. There's no cocaine here. It's what? not a drug which is dispensed under any... I did not say cocaine. I said K-Flex. I just love the guy. <laughs> Assumes K-Flex cannot possibly be what he came here for. Yeah. <laughs> he must want cocaine. <laughs> it could be nothing else. It has to be cocaine. That's what I thought you said. Cats almost told his crazy mom momser and then decided that might provoke him he had heard of drugstores getting held up for speed for bennies for half a dozen other things but he thought this might be the first penicillin robbery in history <laughs> and it just says move the man with the gun said i'm in a hurry <laughs> how much do you want cats asked his eyes flicking blah 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 i don't know the man with the gun said as much as you can put in a bag a big bag and while he's doing this, Katz does something strange. He kind of flicks his eyes over Roland's shoulders because he sees someone kind of... Yes, which naturally he's going to look at. Yeah. Which naturally... Well, Roland sees his eyes. Roland's also really thankful of these wonderful, curved, magical mirrors that show everything. Yeah, so it happens in the next section. So all we know right now is that Cat kind of looks behind his shoulder and is like, oh, thank God. Like, he just has this inner dialogue, like, I'm saved. This is hope. And then, just bam. <laughs> Roland doesn't think about it, just kind of turns slightly, shoots, and just glass, like, plates out from the window. I, I guess he just kind of shot. Through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he just, like, do as I say rapidly. I'm in a hurry. And then we get the description of the round mirrors. He also understood the mirror's purpose. But, uh, so it goes into description or how Roland saw Ralph and shot the gun out. And then thanks to the mirror, which obviously had been placed where it was to detect thieves, Roland was quicker dealing with the other one. He had seen the alchemist's eyes flick up and over his shoulder for a moment, and the gunslinger's own eyes had immediately gone to the mirror. In it, he saw a man in a leather jacket moving up the center aisle behind him. There was a long knife in his hand, and no doubt, visions of glory in his head. It talks about shooting from the hip, because it'll at least, if he's shooting upward, if it ricochets or anything, it shouldn't hit anyone else. Yes. He pretty much decides... He's not out to kill anyone. No, he doesn't want to hurt anyone. Yes. He doesn't even want to hurt the person that's coming with the knife. No. He just wants to disable any kind of attack. So he literally shoots the knife... Down by the hilt. the hilt. Exactly. At the hilt. Which I assume at that point... I may, I'm wondering if the window or the entrance is right here. There's the aisles and then there's the pharmacy counter. Because if he shoots... He hits the knife and then it still shatters the window. Mm -hmm. Then it has the entrance has to be behind them. But uh, <laughs> then the guy pretty much just drops the hilt and runs screaming with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm apparently England, you jack squat. I'm out. This guy could have killed me. Yeah. Should have killed me. 
But for some reason, magically, he shot the knife. Yeah, I'm going to just take this chance to go. Thank you. So pretty much, then Kat kind of turns away and he's like, Nah, your assistant's doing this. You're staying here. So, uh, it's like, turn it so I may see the words upon it, the gunslinger said. The A did. Roland couldn't read it. Too many letters were not his alphabet. He consulted the Mortsipedia. Kflex, it confirmed, and Roland realized even checking had been a stupid waste of time. He knew he couldn't read anything in this world, but these men didn't. How many pills in the bottle? And then, of course, the aid. Oh, my God. Well, they're capsules, actually. If it's still in, pill, in drug, in pill form, you're interested. Never mind how many doses. Oh, uh, 200. 200. <laughs> Roland felt much as he had when he discovered how much ammunition could be purchased in this world for a trivial sum. There had been nine sample bottles of K-Flex in the secret compartment at Balazar's medicine cabinet, 36 doses in all, and he had felt well again. If he couldn't kill the infection with 200 doses, it couldn't be killed. Give it to me. The aide handed it over. So, okay, so let's go back for just a second. When someone has a gun on you, is it really the best time to give them a... Uh, a speech on how the best... <laughs> how there's two different types of penicillin. You can either take the pills or you can take the capsules. Like, I could understand if maybe there was an allergy reason there and you're like, dude, uh, I know this is bad timing, but this one can make you really sick. Maybe you should try this one. But not just... Well, actually. <laughs> but anyways, they hand him the bottle and... Roland proceeds to take off Jack Mort's wristwatch. Yes, his Rolex. Yes. I have no money, but this may serve as adequate compensation. I hope so, anyway. And then he turned, nodded toward the guard, who was still sitting on the floor, and then walked out. Katz picked up the watch and hefted it. Gold, solid gold. He couldn't believe it. He had to believe it. Some madman walked in off the street, shot a gun out of his hand, out of the hand of the guard's hand, and then a knife out of another, all in order to obtain the most unlikely drug drug he could think of: K-Flex. Maybe sixty dollars worth of K-Flex, uh, for which he paid with a sixty-five hundred dollar Rolex watch. Yes, it's like. And right before that, the aide had asked, what do we do? And Katz is like, do? The first thing you do is put it under the counter. No one's seeing it. No one talks about it. You guys didn't see it. Which, hey, it's all ballsy up here. Yeah, I didn't see it. Long as I get half of the money yeah. when we get off of this. <laughs> yeah. As long as I get my share when you sell it, I never saw that watch at all. And Katz is like, they'll shoot him like a dog in the street. K-Flex. The guy didn't even seem to have the sniffles. Exactly. K-Flex. Didn't even have the sniffles. No, this version didn't. But the other version looks like a corpse. Yeah. If you knew what he really looked like. Exactly. And that is the end of chapter three. Next Yay! will be chapter four, The, the Drawing. Drawing. Which I believe is not particularly no. long. And then the final shuffle. Yeah, it just... <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? I'm trying to figure out where it actually... Oh, that is literally at that. So, yeah. 
We well, it's not long. Uh, it's super. It's twenty pages. Oh, that's not bad. And then final shuffle, which is not long at all. Four hundred. Oh, like when I say not long, I mean insanely not long. <laughs> as it is six pages long. Oh wow. Okay. Are we oh, seven. Gonna, seven pages long. Are we just gonna combine the two? I think yeah. it might be wise. <laughs> this twenty-seven pages. That um, next time we'll just uh, <laughs> we'll do the whole thing. It'll be chapter four. And the final shuffle, because it makes no sense to do one on, unless we read those six, seven pages and decide, oh, there's just way too much in those seven pages to, no, well, well, I can't make that its own thing. I think we did like 12 last week, so, but we got 30 okay minutes out of that. We can't have one that's 10 minutes long. It's it's a bit much. So we'll combine. I mean... I think a lot happens, but I don't know if it's enough to make an episode where it's the final shuffle and then discussion based around the first two books. I don't know. Like, it might be. I don't know. We'll read it and make a decision. I think it's going to be one. Yeah. So it'll be like, it'll, like I said, it'll be like 26 pages long, yeah. which isn't long. Between that and discussion, that'll probably still come under an hour. Oh, so. Yeah. Yay! So to finally get to... Literally, the book is the drawing of the three, and we finally get to the, the drawing. drawing. Literally, the the, the second, the last <laughs> chapter of the book. Yay! Uh, if I had my phone available, I would check exactly see how all this was going to pan out. As far as date wise, oh okay, I don't because this is coming out when we said the twenty first. So the last one will come out. The very last one, if we do it all, will be the twenty eighth. So yeah, it will be literally the last Monday of the month. Yes. Yeah. It will. Mm-hmm. So awesome. And we'll be done. January will end the first book. Second. Second book. Second <laughs> book. I don't know what's going on. And we'll move into the awesome The Wasteland. Which picks up pretty cool from this one. And yes. it's a great book. All it right. really it is, is a great a book. It's a wild ride throughout the entire thing. Wild. This this is a very good setup book. The first one was a kind of like an origin to the entire thing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a slow start. The issues is I can't even say it's an origin. I mean, technically, the 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 fourth book is kind of an origin. Okay. But so it it pretty much is the setup. The foundation starts with the first one. Mm. Then this one is literally pulling everything together, and yes. then the wastelands just. It finally we get we get everything we need that will set off the rest of the series. So pretty much, we have the start out of our main character. Then we have collecting the items we need for our quest. Exactly, and then, and then the finally, third one is the quest. Finally, getting to. The quest. Finally getting to what we need to get to. Our way on to the tower. Yay! And then... Actually, yeah, that is in the wastelands. Yeah. Um, the fourth one down. Oh, yeah. It even has the train on the yes. front. Blaine is a pain. Blaine still funny. Pain. It's still funny. I have a, a nephew named Blaine. Oh, jeez. And it's just like, oh. Is Blaine a pain? <laughs> He's a, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's a kid. And all kids are pains. But <laughs> okay. but still, every time, it's like Blaine. Blaine the mono. Blaine the mono. 
You guys will get to meet Blaine the Mono. That's, that's such a great book. It is. It is it, such a good book. The next one is really good. We're almost there. February is going to be a good month. It will be a good month. There's a, a lot of good stuff going to happen in the books then. Yes. Or that book. But for now, we shall For now, we are done. It was... We're almost done with this. Almost. Two more parts. Uh, this comes out... 21st. 21st. So, I will be coming back from PAX on the 21st. Yeah. So... Let us know what you think. But as always, reach me at Stars and Travel. Reach Amanda at Casey Pup. Reach the show at Beyond Focus on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast services. As always. I'm going to flip the table. Oh, God. Oh, a like, throw some likes, throw some fancy comments. We'd like to know what you're thinking, how you're liking the books. Go watch some of the other videos. Check out the awesome comic that I do. And um, subscribe to the channel. Even if you don't want to hear our annoying voices, just read the book. Just just, just yeah. go on and read it on your own. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. It, it really, really is. is. We, we, we have to miss a lot while we're talking like because it's only an hour or so long there's a lot we have to just kind of skim over so there's a lot of details there's a lot of beautiful setups a lot of information maybe you don't want to know but and a lot of different languages that we have to just switch up that kind of add to the story so especially as i said roland's view on certain words like us saying it why we laugh and everything is more you, you get it more when you actually see how he spells it. Well, ideally, if, if you're watching this, you'd be insane not to be reading the books. <laughs> uh, just plain and simple. If, especially this far into it, yeah. it, you should be reading the books. So you should understand as we're going through. You just want to hear someone else's opinion on what's yeah. going on, what's happening. Something I really couldn't find once I finished the book <laughs> and searched YouTube like crazy. Couldn't really find anyone's opinion on the series. Couldn't find anyone talking about them. So I think there's one series that I think we... I don't even remember how far they were. They weren't that far. Um, when we first started this one, we tried to see if there was anyone else doing it, if anyone had what names they had so we didn't get mixed in with them. And they had been going for a year and were still not done with the second book. Yeah, so we're, we're already, I think, further than they were when I looked. So I think it's just something they did like once a month and yeah. they were just kind of casually getting through it. Yeah. So we, we, I think it was a secondary thing they were doing too. Yeah, they have a primary podcast podcast and stuff going on, so they're much more popular with that. And this was just something you're doing for the fun of it. Mostly the same person we're doing it. Uh, If anyone has any interest at all, it's something cool up here that I think maybe other people will find interesting if you enjoy the books. Because again, when I finished it, it's like, God, I need to. I want someone else's opinion about it. I don't really know a lot of people that write them and what's going on and needed to know something and And, wanted to hear more about it. And then you were like, hey, what do you think of the end? And I'm like, what end? It never ended for me. (laughs) To which I said, you're going to finish it or I'm going to spoil it for you. So you have to read. Yeah, so I had to go back and read all of them except Wolves of Kala. I skipped that one the second time around. Um, And then reading... Songs of Susanna, I was like, there are some parts I don't remember because I didn't read Wolf's Call. And that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf's Call has like a solid 50 pages in there that are literally worth reading for setup for the rest of the series. But the other 400 pages that's in that book, 
are just like, oh, God. It's a lot. It's a lot. This book could have been the size of Songs of Susanna, and I would have been fine with that. There's just too much. There's too much going on. Too much information that didn't need to be there. It's it's kind of how I felt about this specific book, like this one that we're reading, because so many times in the chapters we kept getting inner dialogue and backstories to people we didn't need to know. But generally, that stuff's only a few pages. Yes. It's not very long. Wolves of Kala, it's practically the whole book. <laughs> but there's very little... Am I going to say, I was going to spoil yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> now, you guys, like, comment, subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Please subscribe. <laughs> Let us know what you're thinking. It's been awesome. We're enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying it. Anything else? No. Till next time, long days and pleasant nights. <laughs>